and welcome back to the Vox Popcast, the weekly pseudo-accurate roundtable pop culture analysis with drinking and swearing. My name is Christopher Maverick, but you can call me Mav, and I am once again here with my co-host, Wayne Wise. Hey, Wayne, welcome back. Hey, Mav. It's been a while. I've been away in the land of real jobs and, like, literally away doing important real-world things. Yeah. And you've been, like, so busy, so we literally haven't talked, but so you know, in the canon of the show... You were busy at an Oscar party one week. Uh, oh, okay. That's well, what yeah, I do remember like, that. Yes, that—that that was those like, real world things I just referenced. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and just kind of, like she's holding her face, so just so so that she doesn't have to. Like, oh, no, it's Friday. It. I'm tired. Okay. Like, <laughs> I will introduce before the topic. I will introduce my wife Stephanie is also joining us. Our regular co Hannah, Monica, and Katya were all busy. So um, I'm the token female. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't thinking of it that way. It's also, no. you're very interested in the topic, I would say. Aren't you? I mean, you know what we're going to talk about this week. We didn't do a call for comments this week, so the listeners don't know what we're talking Ooh. about this week. This is Ooh, a complete yes. surprise. Yes, Let, let's keep them on edge. Let's not tell them. Oh, wow. <laughs> That'd be really not, hard. We won't tell them ever. That's do right. The, do the entire hour <laughs> show. Never actually say You can give them hints. That's it. <laughs> Oh, that would just, just, just this is seeing like more work for me. Okay, never mind. No, this is interesting. So in in the annals of, of Vox Pop, one of the most important things we do is we play the box office game. And, you know, I haven't done a box office update yet in, in, a, in quite some time. But if you were to look at the box office game, the current standings are Canada is in first place with 200 and... 60 million as we record. Right behind her is Wayne at 245 million. And then there's a big, huge gap. And Monica is in third place with 16 million. Katya is in fourth place with 7 million. And I have yet to make any money. I am not on the board as we record. <laughs> you haven't had a single and movie come out. I have not had a single movie come wow. out. As this is released, as this episode is released, I will have John Wick chapter four. So my first film. So I imagine I'm going to do pretty well this week, but I don't yeah. actually know that. But right now you are in second place and Hannah has only just barely passed you. And much of your box office value has come on the back of a little film called Cocaine Bear. Yes. We were going to fight for that one and I got it. Yes. <laughs> the one film. That and I feel bad. Monica and Katya have both been too busy to actually see Cocaine Bear yet. Hannah was able to see it, but we just couldn't schedule which she could be here. And Wayne absolutely went to see Cocaine Bear. We talked about this for months, and we have all seen Cocaine Bear now. Yep. And it's, it, it, I mean, it's not in the zeitgeist as much as it was, but I, but it was a show that we definitely yeah. wanted to talk about. We've all seen yeah. Cocaine Bear, and, well, uh, and this is the Cocaine Bear show. Yeah, there's yeah, it's the cocaine. It's the cocaine bear show. There should be a snappy Hanna Barbera theme song. I would uh, pause this. We're gonna go compose that. And come back. <laughs> well, you know, and there's precedent. I'm the person who introduced the show to Man versus Bear a couple years ago. Yes, three, three years ago. Which Television was, shows ever produced. Exactly. Man versus I think when we were doing the uh, the box office draw, Katya referred to me as the resident bear expert because of that. Yeah. And tonight I'm gonna prove that. <laughs> <laughs> so I think all of our reviews of Cocaine Bear yeah. is essentially boils down to that was a bear on cocaine. cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. mean, I, yeah, part of what I love about it is just 
absolutely no pretension. <laughs> it was exactly what it told you it was going to be. You, you enjoyed it. You enjoyed the film. You're saying, uh, yeah, th- thoroughly. It was thoroughly. It was everything. It was exactly what I expected. You know, I didn't mm-hmm. go in. I wasn't disappointed. Is it the greatest movie of all time? Maybe we can do mm-hmm. another episode on that. One of our is this a good movie episode? I mean, the mm-hmm. premise is the premise for people who have not seen or heard of Cocaine Bear is based on a true story. Very loosely. Very loosely. Sometime in the 1980s, bales of cocaine were dropped out of an airplane in the mountains, and a bear got into it and went insane. And they actually used footage from that actual news story in this movie. Uh, oh, and, yeah. When the field guys are being interviewed. Yeah. Yeah. And my understanding is you know, at that, I mean, the real end of that is they found the bear and they shot it, you know. Uh, uh, no, that, no really? it turned out, no, they no, actually shoot it. They just found it dead. It was, okay. oh, they it found was, it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yep. Yeah, they the they just found the bear. They found the bear. They found the bear in a pile of cocaine. Turns out if you we, eat a whole bunch we, of cocaine, even if you're a bear, you can't OD on it and then you just die. Well, but, but I mean, this goes to show that. This particular bear is weaker than, oh, I don't know, Iggy Pop and David Bowie and Lou yes. Reed and a whole lot of other Who've people that, that I can co- name who have done yeah. that much cocaine. <laughs> I think it's bears in general, but this one. And so the movie is that, and it's a bear who gets into cocaine and the people who are wandering around the mountain who encounter this coked up bear. And it's ridiculous <laughs> and terrifying. Hmm. You know, there there hmm. are scenes that, I mean, if, to me, you know, there were some of those scenes. If you are ever in the woods and you encountered this, is shit your pants terrifying. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's some atavistic fear we all have of being eaten by something in the woods. Most of us don't encounter that very much in our day to day lives, but I think that's the deepest, darkest fear that goes back to our origins as a species. And I this tapped into it with the ridiculousness of the cocaine addict. Okay, so before we go too deep into this, I mean. Lift it up because I mean, I hope you've seen the film. If you haven't, I mean, I guess pause and go listen. But I mean, we're not spoiling. I mean, the movie is just what you think it is. There's, and yeah, but we're going to talk deep on Cocaine Bear today. You've had some a few <laughs> weeks, like it's not, no one's really talking about it in the press anymore, but like we wanted to talk about it. So before we go too far, I just want to see, you know, Wayne clearly enjoyed it. This is the movie that you won it for the box office game and you, you enjoyed the film. Stephanie, how did you feel about Cocaine Bear? Yeah, so I don't know how I feel. <laughs> so we went to the theater, so we saw it in the theater. We've seen it twice. And I didn't have... You've seen Cookies. Yeah, yes, we have seen it twice. The first time, <laughs> I yeah, I would say I enjoyed it about a six and a half level. Out of... I didn't fall asleep, which I do, like, maybe 30% of the time. <laughs> uh, so six and a half out of what? Ugh. Out of 10. Yeah, so I, I moderately enjoyed it. Then we made the mistake of like watching it a second time. Why is it a mistake? Well, I don't know. I guess I don't know why, but I just enjoyed it less the second well, time. Well, yeah, I, I mean, we watched it the second time at home, and Cocaine Bear is truly a theatrical experience. Yeah, yeah. 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 You need that big screen experience, yeah, for all the like special a, effects. <laughs> yeah, there were like a couple of big things, even the first time I watched it, that like got on my nerves. And like when we watched the second time, Mav actually like pointed this out too. And then I was like, I wondered if he had noticed the first time. Oh, yeah. It had bothered him the first time. Bothered me, no. Oh, okay. They, no. Really? It bothered me. Well, we'll talk about details in a second. Okay. Um, there are many flaws in mm-hmm. the production of Is this, Bear. This isn't her first directorial. No, she, Elizabeth Banks has directed. Oh, so yes, Cocaine Bear, 
directed by Elizabeth Banks, the mostly known as an actress, but but Elizabeth Banks has directed prior to this Charlie's Angels last year, and then she directed the second Pitch Perfect movie. So yeah, this is her third feature that she's directed, and she's got a couple of short you know short projects, but but it's her third feature, and I, you know, it, she's got a style. It's not this is not intended to be higher. I enjoyed no. this immensely. I thought one of the one of the complaints that I saw people made about it is like, whoa, it has the same problems as snakes on a plane, which is, you know, it's not even a movie. It's just a meme on the Internet. You don't need a whole movie for that. And I disagree. I think it's exactly like snakes on a plane. A perfect movie. Snakes on a plane gave me everything that I wanted. Anybody who complained about yeah. snakes on a plane, they went to the they went to the movie and they're like, and you, did you see a plane? Did you see motherfucking snakes on the motherfucking plane? Then you got what you were asked for is yep. truth in advertising. I went to this film expecting to see a bear on cocaine and I got it delivered. Yep. I got everything I wanted. Yeah. And that's kind of where I was with it. You know, is it the best movie ever? No. It, is, it has problems. <laughs> there are plot holes. What little bit of plot there is. I mean, the plot is it's the best bear. movie I've ever seen about a bear on cocaine. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, just say, I, I just found it thoroughly entertaining. There were moments that were funny. It's that balance between the horror of what's happening and the humor that's needed to love in that some. There were some jump scare kind of things, but not in ways I expected. You know, th there were just some purely WTF moments like, oh my God, just didn't see that coming at all, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah, it just, it was fun. Oh, yeah. Me. Yeah, some um, of which did not involve the bear at all, actually. Right, exactly. Some of my favorite of those jump scare moments wasn't about the bear. So we all enjoyed it. You know, knowing it's not a perfect movie, but from here on out, I'm just going to, I'm going to play the spoiler warning. Spoiler alert. Okay. Stephanie, you said you had some problems with the logical consistency of. No, not logical consistency. <laughs> <laughs> just like, okay. So like one, okay. Like there were two major things that bothered me. Uh -huh. One is what Mav also noticed, which was. When at the point where the bear like gets all tired out because it's been coked up for too long, I guess, yes. and then lies down on one of the guys, passes out, passes out on top yeah. of yeah, one of the, the guys. one guy. He she crawls on him. Her head is to his head. Her butt is to his butt. And he there just like was this big like anatomy right. problem. They say in the film, they say, "Is he alive?" And the guy says, "She." And so, says, how can you tell it's a she? And he says, because her vagina is on my ear. That's yeah, it. so that just annoyed the hell out and of me. It's, yeah. It makes no sense because... You can the, obviously like, see. That his yeah. ear is at chin level. So unless... Uh -huh. Now, unless... I mean, perhaps bears have vaginas in different places than I thought they did. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it's not in the bear's chin. And yeah. therefore, that line was clearly written before they decided to film it and they're like yeah whatever what we and it was just i mean that was low-hanging fruit for a joke so you know mm -hmm. they just they went with it yep so that was so yes i mean it, that is a flaw in the logical <laughs> consistency for the movie i wouldn't and say logical consistency it was just yeah just it didn't really affect anything about the movie it's just mm -hmm. something why did they you know why do they have yeah. to well, just, I've been, yeah maybe i'm too pedantic but yeah, no, uh, no I, I agree. That stood out as a, you, everybody in the theater is like, that's not what a bear's vagina is. You know? 
Oh, I wish someone would like have shouted that out in the theater. Yeah. That would awesome. yeah, the only response to that fact would be like, and how do you know? No. Uh, see? Ah, okay. See, that, that would have worked. <laughs> if that happened. What was your other thing? Sir? The other thing was when, okay, I did like this. I did like the 80s-ness of it. And I did like the music that they played. Clearly, they were kind of, they were Depeche Mode fans, obviously. But when the ambulance is driving away, and so for one thing, the the bear cannot run that fast. Yeah. But then, okay, so the bear, the bear is chasing after the ambulance, even though they don't. I don't think they had any cocaine in the ambulance at the time. Um, they were from. covered in it. Oh, were they? Oh, okay. Well, no, I mean the one lady, the park um, ranger, the park ranger lady was covered in okay it from all right all right and also okay fair enough also fair the enough. bear coked out the bear's not making rational decisions but it does she does seem to be like always sniffing around and going in the direction of the cocaine when she sees cocaine but like you know i mean again you know I'm, i can't expect the bear to be in its most rational state okay a, yeah, yeah, yeah that's not my complaint about that okay though. but yes so my complaint is so it's like chasing down the ambulance. The ambulance is going full speed. I wonder how fast. I wonder how fast bears can actually run. Thirty miles per hour. Thirty miles per hour. hour. And clearly, they that that ambulance can drive it faster than thirty miles per hour. I mean, 30, 30, 30 miles for a black bear, thirty five for a brown bear. Like, so, but okay, thirty five. Thirty to thirty five. Sure, clearly. But what? Okay, that's not even what but bothered me. Here, but this is all, but that's not, that. But this is an ambulance driving on a dirt road over. Rough terrain. Uh, um, it didn't and the fair is on cocaine. <laughs> okay, that's that's not even what bothers me. This is what bothers me. Okay. Is when the bear was running at the same speed as the ambulance and the bear leapt, and the bear, according to physics, the bear should be decelerating. Because no, no. the bear is the only force, the only horizontal force on the bear at that moment is air resistance. I disagree. The they she still has her foot on the accelerator. That's right. The, the ambulance should be accelerating, yet the bear jumping jumps up, somehow accelerates in midair right. and lands on the, so that, that bothered the hell out of me. Counterpoint, you are neglecting to note that the bear is on cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm sorry, even cocaine bears to obey the laws of physics. I disagree. <laughs> I wholeheartedly disagree. I believe that when you are a bear on cocaine, you can ignore certain laws of physics. I mean, maybe if they saw, I don't know, like if something made her momentarily like either put t- take her foot off the accelerator or put her from the brake, then I could see that. But no, it just bothered me. You've never seen a properly motivated cokehead who's also a bear. I mean, on behalf of Hannah, who couldn't be here today, as Hannah would undoubtedly so say real, her So gear, is that why for cocaine no in the Olympics? Yeah. Not a no notes. The bear was on cocaine. Your, your regular logic does not apply. Here, and, much, apply. and much like the movie, this episode is giving me everything I hoped it would. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I get it, right? There are, you know, I'll tell you the one thing that bothered me, and it didn't bother me. It's just, I am curious. I would like to have a conversation with the director and editor of the film because there is a point where they're wandering along and they're like, hey, remember when we saw that dead person, you know, a couple minutes ago? And then they have a flashback to what was presumably a few minutes ago when they were wandering, they tripped over a dead body. What, why are we seeing this in a flashback? Why not just yeah, like 
it's a it's a flashback to a couple of minutes ago. Why did we- <laughs> yeah, a logical reason that I mean, yeah. because if they had actually filled it in real time, then they would be like, okay, what the fuck are we doing? Why are we going after this bear? We see this body that's like chewed half up. Because they had to get the coat. Yeah, but why do they like? Why does they like? Why that should scare them enough? They, it doesn't take like like thinking about it for like whatever fifteen minutes or whatever. Oh, we shouldn't be here. <laughs> oh well, this is already after. The, yeah, that's, I think that's okay. It's a hell of a drug. Hell of a drug. Well, it didn't bother me. It didn't bother me. Yeah, that did. I'd even notice it the first time. Um, to be honest, yeah. I did. I noticed. I mean, there are many again. Much like snakes on a plane. I think we should remake. This is not. Oh, they're making a sequel. Much like snakes. <laughs> oh, on a really? Oh, yeah. okay. oh, oh, with the cubs. Oh no, the no, the bear's no. still alive. Oops. Okay. Spoiler. Well, all I'm saying is like no. Yeah. Spoiler, yeah. yeah. Much like snakes on a plane, there are flaws with this film. I don't care. This is not a movie about logical consistency. It's not a movie but about. Still, physics. there has to be like. I disagree. There has to be some. Um, there has to be a reason for me to like care about anyone in the movie and i didn't care about anyone right. even the cute little cocaine cubs i didn't care about <laughs> no you didn't I, care about henry and, and no i didn't care about kids they were annoying the mother was annoying the park ranger was annoying <laughs> the, oh. the gay guy that she was lusting after was annoying not a gay guy yeah he's, he's no he plays a gay character he's, he seems family. super he's, gay in the even in the film even oh, the character i don't judge people like that i <laughs> okay <laughs> well whatever even whatever his sexuality was he was annoying the, uh, the only person the only like individual in the movie that i didn't hate was that like one of the like the leader of that pack of those teenagers oh that he's a teenagers yeah yeah <laughs> yeah he was the only one i didn't hate the one that like the uh, wait the one with the blonde hair the spiky blonde hair really yeah oh wow I thought they were so annoying they were kind of annoying but in an actual like kind of amusing way I thought I, I like the kids a lot I I thought Dee Dee and Henry were kind of great and for, I mean I think my think my favorite line in the film is when Peter which is the character played by Jesse Tyler Ferguson after Peter is killed Henry the little boy says I'd like to forget that. But it seems like the kind of thing that stays with a man. <laughs> I laughed in the trailer. I laughed yep. in the theater. I laughed when we watched it last night. And I was like, yes, I'm right there with you, Henry. It's like, I was, that, that did so much for me. I just, so like, I liked Henry. I liked, I liked the little girl, Dee Dee. But when they're like, mm. you know, daring each other to do cocaine, it's just. I guess I would have liked her more maybe if like they were in the movie for longer but she disappears like pretty yeah she's quickly she's into it yeah I, I didn't need to care about any of them because i saw the bear is the protagonist in this i think mm. bear is definitely the victim the, this whole thing and okay tongue firmly in cheek here this entire thing is a metaphor of how drugs coming into our small communities and single mothers are getting addicted and it's destroying ah. their life i mean i see that i mean because you're right i mean if you think about it the bear does nothing wrong no no, drugs were brought into her community. She's just trying to raise her children. This is true. And suddenly, through no fault of her own, is an addict and making poor choices. Fair. And really, she's just being a bear. Yeah, just being a bear and lashing out at the people who have caused this problem. And because of the addiction to her neighbors and people she shouldn't be lashing out at. But yeah, and we already see the kids are getting addicted as well. I mean, this is going to be a generational problem. I buy that. So, so 
So this is a movie that has a message is what you're I, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Reevaluate my taste and I like this movie. The Cubs were cute. That is, that is for sure. This was amazing. I thought it was an amazing song. I, I, is, seriously. No notes. <laughs> I, I'm going to, I mean, we're being ridiculous. I'm going to, just because this is something I read and studied a lot ages ago, I am actually going to jump into some zoo academia, academia, which is what we do here. Okay. Yeah, no, I, this ties into the mythology and my Jungian background, stories, and all that stuff. A long time ago, I had some did some research into bears and bear mythology. I had some dreams that that bears featured in. Now, I grew up in the country. I have never encountered a bear anywhere other than zoo. I know oh. they wander through the area I grew up in. There have been reported sightings of them within a hundred yards of my house. Never saw them myself. They don't live there. They pass through on their the way other. But I, so, but I guess I guess I'm sorry to interrupt, but I, yeah, I guess no. I'm the only person who has had a, a personal in the wild experience with bears. Like when yeah, I lived no. in, yeah, I lived in California for a year in Santa Barbara, mm-hmm. and we went we went camping a lot, and we went mm-hmm. camping in the woods. And like the first thing when we drove into the camp, the park ranger's like, "Hey, you have to like look out for the bears," and he told us like a bunch of like a list of things to, <laughs> to yeah. not to not to do to like. You know, so the bear, you don't attract the bears. And we're like, it's not listening. <laughs> my friend brought some marijuana and we were like, that's another story. <laughs> but anyway, so then we went to the camp and then we did actually put our food up. We That's one yeah. thing we did do right. And then we came, we went somewhere, came back. And then there was a bear, <laughs> had our food, sitting at the table, eating our food. It didn't like try to wow. approach us or anything. Yeah. yeah. But we were like, yeah, a little bit, a little disconcerted. Yeah. I mean, well, we, we just certainly- had, yeah, we just we yeah we just had no like did not expect that to happen at mm. all because who encounters bears <laughs> right but i guess yeah well, another reason to stay away from california yeah, yeah. california you do. i mean they're certainly native to pennsylvania you go into the mountains the north into the woods so they're a lot more common yeah i grew up with people who would go bear hunting a little sporting goods store down in waynesburg that guy had a taxidermy giant bear in its window for years but they had these dreams that just felt significant to me and you know, not getting into the whole totem animal kind of thing. I mean, that's kind of where my head was at the time. I've reassessed what all that means. But, you know, just we all tap into symbols. And my my book, Scratch, I worked elements of those dreams into it. So I, I did some reading on bear mythology. And there are two books I'm going to reference, and we can put these in the show notes. One is called The Sacred Paw, The Bear Nature Myth and Literature by Paul Shepard and Barry Sanders. And the other is called Giving Voice to Bear, North American Indian Myths, Rituals, and Images of the Bear. And that one retells a lot of Native American bear stories, mm-hmm. as well as going into the history of it. But it ties into a lot of classic mythic images. They kind of make the point that bear is one of the first things that humans worshipped. There are mm-hmm. caverns that found with giant bear skulls, cave bears, you know, the classic book clan of the cave bear, but you know, bear skulls that are heavily decorated and look like they've been a center of some sort of worship activity. And that just in terms of, you know, I mean, not talking Africa with lions and India with tigers and whatever, lions, tigers, bears, but for the Northern hemispheres, bear was like the scariest thing out there. Mm. You know, they're huge. They're strong. They will eat anything. So just it as a powerful an incredibly frightening image. In Mav, let's throw in comics for a moment. New Mutants, the Demon, Demon Bear. Bear story. 
I mean, oh, yeah. when the first I half of yeah, the first yeah, half I've of that Bear, yeah. yeah, the first half of that that two part story was drawn by it was Todd McLeod, and he drew mm. a bear. And then the second half of it was drawn by Bill Sienkiewicz. And Who drew, he drew the a bear. fucking bear. I mean, it was yes. all <laughs> blackness, teeth, and claws. Bear and, is all about, like, yeah, Bill Sienkiewicz is, in, in, I mean, possibly the finest bear movie. Because if, if you've not seen the New Year's movie, which is not, you know, not as bad as people you think it's, seen it, right? <laughs> yeah, it's not as, but it's also not as bad as people yeah. might think it is. Right. Um, yeah. Wonderful, wonderfully terrifying. Bear, like mm-hmm. the movie is not good, but the bear is terrified. I mean, now he's no cocaine bear, but right. he's not. No, no. but he's just. <laughs> you know. but, but yeah, the, but yeah, but you know, just in the original story, which you know you can hear Stefan. You know, you know, maybe we'll link in the show notes. We'll link to our friends at the Ex Wife Podcast, where Steph and I were guests a while back. So Steph would talk, recount her experience reading the Demon Bear story. Oh gosh, yeah, okay. That 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 image that Sinkavich came up with. I mean, if you go back mm-hmm. to ancient people is living near the woods that's what bears were they were teeth and claws and death they were monsters which henry refers to the bear you know henry the little boy is at the time on coke and high and also terrified because he's being chased by a bear he refers to the bear as the monster on a couple Mm -hmm. of occasions like where's Didi? the monster took her you know like that's the yeah that's because up front i mean bears actually are really big like yeah. if you not meet a bear in person, even at a zoo or something, bears are huge creatures with giant teeth and giant claws. Mm-hmm. And you know, and you can sort of tolerate that at a zoo, maybe, but like in the wild when one is No, you would not want to run into a grizzly or right, a right, right. polar bear. Well, and and one of these two books, and I forget which one because it's been a while since I've read either one of them in depth, and maybe both of them, there's certainly overlap. They make the point that in modern culture we're for the most part, so removed from those roots. Like we don't live in the woods. Our chances mm-hmm. of encountering a bear are pretty slim unless we're hiking the Appalachian Trail covered in tuna. You know, but yeah. So we, we are removed from that experience, but there's still kind of the psychological need to diminish the fear element of the bear. Hence Yogi Bear, mm-hmm. Teddy Bears. Mm. The fact that most of the bears in our popular culture are big, doofy guys. You it's know, Winnie Bear, too, right? Yeah, okay. Winnie the Pooh, Baloo in the Jungle Book, who somewhere between 1960-whatever and 1990 learned to fly a plane because bears are amazing. I'm a big fan of Telspin. Telspin was, was actually an <laughs> underrated part of Disney Afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> I see. I also have this belief that Blue lives a quantum leap-like existence because don't tell me that's not the same guy who was Little John in the Robin Hood. Little John and Robin Hood, yes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think it's the same bear. I think he's Bear Bear in Song of the South. I think he just keeps leaping into other bear avatars. <laughs> next leap, we'll be, it's hoping that the next leap will be the leap home. Right, but I, they they make this point that this image, this bear thing, is still just so deeply ingrained as a fearful instrument of death. We still kind of need to diminish them in our popular culture by having these goofy images of it. And Mm -hmm. that's debatable psychological kind of thing. That makes some sense to me. I think also we're humans and we make goofy shit out of anything we find threatening. So, you know, do you think that that's what this movie was trying to do? Um, A little of both. I think it's a little of both. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Goofy shit, but also we still do find it terrifying, right? Yeah. I mean, so. Yeah, um, I didn't realize we we're going to talk about Demon Bear, but for those of you who have not read Demon Bear before, 
And, you know, this is a, it's a comic book that Stephanie is an expert on. I forget, like, right after I read stuff. Well, <laughs> it was a I do remember the images, though. They were right. terrifying. The yeah. yeah. Of the piece is there's no supervillain. There's no, it's just a bear. It's just uh-huh. a demonic bear. It's yep. a spirit. It's a, and it is the antagonist is we don't need it. We don't need anything more than that. There's no evil plan. The antagonist is there is a bear that is a force of nature, the demon bear, and it's terrifying. It is absolutely terrifying the way St. Kevin draws it because, like you said, it is just danger and death. That's all it is. It's claws and teeth and death coming at you. And, and I think that the movie is making a comedy out of it because comedies are fun. But I think it's just trading on, you know, on the fear of the unknown, the fear of danger that is represented by, you know, hell, Goldilocks and the three bears, right? Like yeah, bear yeah. is just this, it's just this force, this force of nature that is, you know, kind of culturally ubiquitous because every culture is just sort of naturally afraid of this godless killing machine mm-hmm. that like is coming towards you. Well, and you saying godless, going back to my thing about them being some of the first things that were worshipped, the right. mythic image of the dying and resurrecting God, you know, Jesus being the prime example of it in Western culture, but the God who dies goes to the underworld and comes back. The bear hibernates mm-hmm. in the winter. So, so the points made by these in these books are that you know the like people would you bears that see them in the summertime that see them at the salmon run you know, people would see them and then they disappear suddenly there's no more bears and then in the spring suddenly they're back so they're- and yes they're magical and over time they would recognize the same bears they would find bears sleeping you know hibernating all intents and purposes looking like they're dead but not decomposing mm. so that image and you know throughout history that dying resurrecting god you know Osiris with the egyptians and green band imagery mm. the veg- vegetation gods who you plant them they grow they die in the fall they come back in the spring that mm. cycle of the seasons is very much a part of that myth and the and we have a remnant here in pennsylvania in the form of punxsutawney phil the idea seriously the idea that bears would disappear for winter when mm. you know, the days of darkness and the bear would disappear fight the forces of darkness and come back in the spring with the rising sun you know, the, the longer days and the idea that if the bear wasn't completely successful, the darkness would linger, see mm. his shadow, and go back to the underworld to fight winter for a longer period of time. So in Pennsylvania, we have a groundhog doing a bear's job. But that is very definitely a remnant of a lot of these really old beliefs. I'm going to read, uh, I, I found this in, uh, this is from Giving Voice to Bear. It says, Candlemas on February 2nd, the date of the sacred marriage is also celebrated as the day when Persephone returns from the underworld. It is also considered to be the day when the bears emerge. In contemporary America, February 2nd is a Groundhog Day, but in Poland, Hungary, and Austria, it is still celebrated as Bear's Day, the day when hmm. the bear comes forth from its den to look for its shadow. So, in some really ancient stuff, it's still lingering on in our day-to-day pop culture myths. But that image of Bears being one of the first beings that were worshipped or paid homage to, that they were believed to have these magical powers of dying, resurrecting in the spring, long before any of the more, you know, civilized mythologies and cultures codified that stuff in their mythology. So, so there's my zoo academia for the night. 
<laughs> no, that's interesting. Huh. Yeah, I, I did mean, not know that. It's I do think that there's more to the movie than just like the joke, right? Like because sure it's a meme, but it's a meme for a reason, right? Like this it, you weren't the only person looking forward to this. Like we we joked about it on the show for months that we were like, oh, we can't wait for Cocaine Bear next year. But it's also it was a film that like it did make a bunch of money at the box office that first week. And it's doing okay still because mm-hmm. it's because the idea of it, primal that it may be with the humor that it is, you know, everybody knows it's not a great movie, you know, and yet everyone's like, no, nah, it's worth it. it <laughs> there's something here. And I think there is, I think there's more to it than it, than just, than just like, Hey, wouldn't it be funny if, and it's like, like, okay. So my comparison would be if it were just a meme, it would be Morbius. Do you remember like last year yeah, when they, yeah. when Morbius fails at the box office where we talked about on the show, like from the moment it was announced through two box office shows, cause it got delayed because of COVID. We were like, why the hell are they making a Morbius movie? We'd not <laughs> seen a single frame, but yeah. Wayne and I knew from merely having read comic books before, not just not because it's it's Jared Leto, but just conceptually, we were able to look at the pitch for Morbius being there's a movie called Morbius and go, nope, no, this is clearly <laughs> a bad idea. Like there's there was never a moment, there was not one moment in the entire time of Morbius where I'm like, this movie is going to be profitable. <laughs> it's just, like, like clearly the entire time it's like. Something has gone wrong. This should not be allowed to happen. Why are there no adults in the room? And yeah. and then like Sony releases the movie, bombs, and then people start doing the it's Mormon time like right. thing, like those memes on Twitter. And Sony thinks that people are super into it, so they re-expand the movie and it bombs again. They break like like like. Do you not understand the internet? No <laughs> one wants Morbius. This is not a thing. There there's there is no fan base out there. Like it's the joke of Morbius is it's fun to not go to it. Right. Right. <laughs> but, but cocaine bear, people were legit interested. And I think yeah, it was it, pretty it, clear that people are like, I kind of want to see the cocaine bear. And it's, you know, it's it struck a, Yeah. It struck a chord of some kind. Absolutely. Yeah. Like lots of friends of mine who don't go to a lot of movies. Don't pay a whole lot of attention to it. They like, I think I want to see that cocaine bear. Just because there is just something, there's the absurdity of it. That first of all, mm-hmm. it just it just sounds crazy. You know, it's well, you know, it's Florida bath salt guy, right? Fascinated by that sort of thing. I do think there is still that fear of the unexpected nature. We like we all live pretty sedentary lives and aren't confronted with. I mean, we can all get hit by a bus. I mean, you know, people die in horrible ways sure. every day. You know, we're none of us are as safe as we think we are. But for the most part, I don't wake up every morning going, "I might get eaten by a bear today," and you know. 3,000 years ago, my ancestors were thinking that exact thing. <laughs> was there any moment where, first for both of you, were you hoping it would be better? Because people are, you know, like, like again, it's got a, not bad. That is a rated fresh movie. And there, there was no moment when I watched Cocaine Bear where I'm like, oh, God, really? Like, like I, I genuinely enjoyed myself. I was genuinely happy. Mm-hmm. I got everything out of it that I wanted. So yeah. were you hoping for more? I guess, yeah. I guess I was kind of hoping for like more killing. 
<laughs> yeah, I guess people. Well, no, I just wanted a bear out there to like just wreak havoc on people. I wanted like too much, more. Deaths. Too much plot. Too much well, plot. Yeah. The, 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 the complaints where people thought it was horrible, horrible, and they were like, "Oh, it doesn't seem, you know, like it." Like there were people who thought that it seemed, you know, a little, a little light on on like the murder and stuff. And I was like, I, I want to see a horror movie, but. I don't think, yeah. I mean, well, I didn't. I was, I saw it, and I'm like, I don't think you were promised a horror movie. Like, people were like, "Oh, this is very soft for for a horror movie." And I was like, I, you know, wasn't promised a slasher film. I was promised a bear on cocaine. Yeah, right. Yeah. It, it, and I mean, I like, I mean, in all seriousness, like, I don't know what people well, thought it was gonna be. It's a movie that transcends genre. I mean, it has mm-hmm. elements of the horror film. It's a nature documentary. Mm-hmm. It's a anti-drug yeah. documentary. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's everything you could ever it's ask for. Everything you could ever ask for. If there was a lightsaber, we'd be all in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're Jedi yeah. bear. Come on, let's do it. Yeah. Hey, maybe. I mean, you made the joke about it at the beginning where, where a couple of years back when you first brought you know, man versus bear into our lives. Um, that I, moment. Yeah. That's it. And like you talk about it on the show on our, on, on one of the things you missed episode. And then I finished recording and then immediately went into the next room and, to, and asked stuff like if I could have the remote because I needed to put something on. She's like, uh, I was all in like, immediately. <laughs> which, 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 and, I mean, and it's, it's like, I mean, there's only like six episodes of man versus bear. Yeah. I know. And we watched every single one. We just sat down and was like, this is six hours. There's nothing better I can do with my time than this. And like the criticism of man versus bear could be, well, you know, there's not a fight. The bear's never like it's safe. And I was like, but I'm not looking for gore when I watch man versus bear. No, like, I, no, I mean, no. you don't want to see real people getting killed. No, right. The promise of man versus bear was this dumbass thinks he can win a tug of war with a bear right that you, you can't right. you the bear's gonna win <laughs> and that's it in every one of those contests in every episode we knew who was gonna win every one of them there was no suspense in terms of winner here like, oh and the winner is <laughs> the, the bear. bear i think a human like my memory is a human did win at least one of them just by fluke like no there yeah. was a girl or maybe the bear got tired or something oh no oh not at, oh not on some of the, the humans did beat the bears and some kept and some some of the like time things yeah time based things but like okay. but the but in the actual when you're actually directly competing against the bear like in the tug of war the bear is going to win like that's and that's the highlight of the show is you know now what you're trying to do is you're trying to last longer than any of the other idiots or tug of war in the bear right but but right. like but like you understand and I remember the the one who does the best is this you know this woman who's four eleven yeah, yeah this tiny it's, woman did better than anybody else. Yeah, and she got, I don't know, low center of gravity. She got down and she just toughed it out. But you know the bear is going to beat everybody. And that's what I'm looking for. And like when I, with Cocaine Bear, I was like, I don't want to be too much viscera and stuff. In fact, there's a scene. Oh, we should, I should say this is Ray Liotta's final, final film. Yeah. So it, there's a scene where Ray Liotta's character finally dies and you see his stomach get sliced open and oh, they have kind oh. of a special effect where you see his guts pour out a little bit. And like, didn't need to see that. Is no, that yeah. what no, I, no, I don't want to see that either. I'm looking, I'm, oh, this, it, it's fine. It wasn't, I mean, like, but like, I, like, I, I, I didn't even need it to be as realistic as it was. Like, what? I would have been fine with the implied yeah. violence. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. 
Yeah, I was like, I was here for the goofiness of this movie for necessarily gritty realism. It's mm-hmm. a movie about a bear on cocaine. Like, so like, and I mean, for exactly the same reason as I don't care about the violations of physics that Steph was talking about. All right. Yeah. That just bothered me. I watch yeah. I watch a movie where people stick to walls and fly in, in robot suits. Well, and, and, you know, you know, the <laughs> and the in man versus bear. We also saw when they had the eating contest, and you, there were like mm-hmm. the bears sitting there. There's something very human like about bears in certain situations. Yeah. Sitting, you know, they they can stand on their hind paws. You don't see wolves doing that. Uh-huh. They can sit while they're eating, and they just look like chubby, pleasant Buddhas. Who would you, you see? A, yeah. If you see a, a real bear at rest, in a lot of ways, they kind of look like a guy in a bear suit. They, like they, they don't, they don't look, I mean, they look almost fake. They don't look like mm. there, there is a, there's definitely a humanity to a bear that yeah. you don't, that you don't expect until you see mm. one up close. And they have that stomach well, that you just want to like rub. Yeah, right. That's the whole genesis for the teddy bears. Yeah, I bet. yeah until yeah. you realize they're godless killing machines again. <laughs> right, right. Well, and yeah. we talked before the show. Just, I mean, some of that. You know, I joked about you, know, Yogi Bear, the diminution of bears in pop culture. But you know, there's, there've been. You think about it. There've been a lot of shows and movies that have bear protagonists. And there was one in the 1970s, Paddington, uh, Paddington Winnie the Pooh, who stuffed animal or bear. You know. Hard to tell, but there in uh, we had Gentle Ben. You talked about G- Gentle Ben, which was mm-hmm. in what I think the late nineteen sixties. Mm-hmm. Bear and uh, so that wasn't an ironic name, was it? No, well, it was like a uh, family sitcom kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Not really a sitcom. It was, I guess it was adventure, but it was Ryan Ryan Hardy, yeah. it featured Clint Howard, Ron Howard's brother, when he was mm-hmm. a child. Oh, wow, yeah, oh, older brother, yeah. Or younger brother. Young, I think younger, younger. brother, younger. Oh. I think. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, because he was. Clint was still on Andy Griffith at the time, or the Mayberry oh, Show, wow. whichever. And Clint was on Gentle Ben. And then there was uh, Grizzly Adams in the 70s, which was mm-hmm. you know, a, a period piece. But, uh, and my mind just went blank. And we mentioned others. <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's a bunch of cartoons. There's- yeah, yeah, this, yeah, yeah, the 70s. After the yeah. 70s, didn't really seem to have so many bear-themed shows. And there was the early 70s cartoon, The Hair Bear Bunch, where there were Hair bear bears in the zoo who were hi- yeah. essentially hippie- hippies. Oh, the Hair Bear Bunch is great. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, they, which I may be a precedent for drug-using bears. I just, oh, I, yeah, maybe that's where Cape Cain yeah, bear it might be where it came from, yep. yep. It was the early 70s, so probably more hallucinogenics before right. that, that late 70s. More, more chill. chill. <laughs> it's the Hair Bear Bunch. <laughs> yep. And I guess Care Bears, I guess you can't. Care, care Bears. Care Bears. Yep. Well, yeah, no, I mean, there's, so, a, yeah, there's a lot of, but even we talked about the teddy bearness, right? Like the concept of, in Star Wars, Wookiees. Oh, yeah. And they are so bear. cute. Yeah. yeah. Adorable. Are are just like, they're giant bear. Like that's the entire point of Chewbacca is he's a, he is a bear-like creature. What makes him mm-hmm. fierce. And then. Mm-hmm. Ewok is a, is a teddy bear version of that. Yep, absolutely. Well, and Smokey the Bear, you know. The, oh, yeah. The, you know. Yep. He was so wise. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, didn't, he, he, we did him back nowadays. Yeah, and, and the origin of Smokey, you know, he was a bear cub who survived a forest fire and grew up mm-hmm. to, to warn other people and just made this, you know, this adorable cub. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how many, you know, nature specials and Disney specials have you seen? I, you know, I certainly did growing up both. The mother bear and her cubs, and oh, aren't they cute? And they, you know, they show them frolicking in the woods and, mm-hmm. and you know, eating salmon and that sort of thing. So it just it yeah. is this amazingly recurrent 
figure and symbol and image in our culture that uh-huh. we don't in, until you do something like this and stop to think about it, you don't realize how many variations of the bear you've encountered in your life. And you could probably make that same case about any other animal that has been anthropomorphized a million oh, sure, times. Sure. But, but there's, I mean, the fact that there are so many of them is sort of yeah. A thing. You can't know, really think of that many really... like squirrels or chipmunks. <laughs> oh, I can't. I mean, well, there's yeah. the chipmunks. Is yeah. Well, yeah, yeah that's one. But and Rocky. Yeah. Squirrel. Yeah. Secret squirrel. Oh wow! Yes. That's yeah. Because <laughs> I'm just enough older than you to secret remember. Them. I remember secret squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't remember secret squirrel. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Of course, part, of the whole, part of the whole James Bond spy thing of. Uh, mm-hmm. 60s, 70s. Yeah, then they give people like like impressions. There have been like children and even adults. Do you remember the story of that guy who lived in I don't know if it was Alaska or somewhere where there were grizzlies? Oh yeah. And he he like befriended this like this little group of grizzly bears, and then he lived with them for a while, and he ended up being attacked by a grizzly. Yeah. I think it was a grizzly bear it- from like, like another group or something. Yeah, that was the documentary about Gr- Grizzly Man, I think. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, these cute little like teddy bear stories give people impressions of bears that aren't necessarily accurate. Yeah. 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 So you're saying the, the dark side. What? You're saying the dark side. Is it like the danger? Yeah. yeah. I mean, didn't like some kid like jump into polar bear, like exhibit at a zoo too? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, there's the gorilla one with Harambe, yeah. the gorilla. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's just, you know, where people were like, well, they should have let the kid die. <laughs> oh, right. They killed. Yeah, that yeah, is so yeah. sad. Oh, people. <laughs> I don't want to know that. That's too dark. So yeah, yeah, and my mind is now blanking. All right, Eddie, yeah. I don't know. I just, I feel like this movie has something. And, and yeah, this is again, it's like, uh, you know, it, is this a good movie? Is this a bad movie? I mean, it is a bad movie. It's not, but it's supposed to be. And I think it is, it is, I don't think it is going to be a cult classic. Like, I don't think yeah. it's got that kind of staying no. power. Cult classics are really hard to do on. And this is, yeah, a, yeah. hey, I'm going to do a cult classic kind yeah. of movie. Have you ever talked about what makes, like, what are the, like, why do some movies become cult classics? In oh. passing, we did a little bit. Like, we, Talked about it on like the Rocky Horror Picture Show up a little bit. I think on the Under the Train Moon episode. So yeah, maybe that's the maybe that's an episode. I don't know that this has the staying power of a Rocky Horror, no. but I so yeah. enjoyed myself. I mean, it's yeah. just like well, it's just that, it's it, you know if it reminds me of it reminds me of like of that moment when the world just got together and we decided we were going to bond over Tiger King. yeah yeah this is we're all gonna be about tiger king like two weeks next and we talked about this on you know the episodes we've done like is this a good movie or whatever so much that comes down to your defining characteristics if you go to this movie expecting to see a bear on cocaine losing its mind and killing people and you get that it's a good movie it delivers on its promise and i think it was charming beyond that yeah, like, yes. um, there were there's a couple of like just goofy surprise laughs where you're like oh, that, that where you just chuckle even though it's stupid. There's the moments where the film decides to be sincere, like there's a cop who just really loves his new dog, and it's mm-hmm. dumb. 
and there's no reason for it to be there. Yeah, that was cute. Other than yeah. it's just like, like no, nah, you know, it's, hum- it's to humanize him a little bit. It's yeah, to make yeah. you feel yeah. the dog that he loved. Yeah, you know, and, and there's lots of little things like that in uh-huh. this movie where you're just like, oh. this is just silly. And oh, you- I wish the bear had adopted the little dog. That would have been cute. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> but no, but things like that. Like, I do think that it's got. It is a better movie than it had to be. Yeah, true. It did not have true, to be true. as good. It, I think, yeah, it's not great. It didn't even have to be good. It's a, yeah, it's in that valley where it's yeah, it's not bad enough to become a cult classic, not good enough to I'm, stick around. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think that it will be a well remembered. You know, it's not going to. I don't think it's going to make many best of lists at the end of 2023, but I think it will it, it, it have an honorable mention here or there. <laughs> I, I I want that bear to get the Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> did the, you know, the uh, cocaine bear. Did the, bear. Was, oh, it was, it was terrible. a guy in a bear suit. It was a very, it was a very poorly planned bit. Did not. Uh, <laughs> it was like the more like, so I saw that and, like I thought, like the day after, it bothered me more. Like just the that bear, like attacking Malala. Yeah, it was attacking. It was yeah. He yeah. was. He yeah. was, and Malala Harass- was so uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I felt so bad. Yeah, like, she, I agree. Yeah, she'd it, been like she'd almost died through violence, and this. Well, they think was, it's it funny to have this was, bear. Yeah, it was her. a bit where they had like, and you know, the bear was just, like, and it's just like there. The bear was like harassing celebrities in the audience, and one of the celebrities was Malala, and like. You know, if you want to harass, I don't know. Anybody else yeah. in that theater. The woman with that puffy thing that nobody could see. You should have harassed her. Oh, no, no, because she's a musician. Go up and harass like a comedian or a comedic actor. I'm trying to think of it. Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep yeah. can take a joke. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Meryl Streep's really good at yes. the Oscars because she's always for the big. Yeah. You know. If I don't know, Ellen's in the crowd or something, yep. you know, or <laughs> if Will Smith's in the crowd. Like literally anybody. <laughs> maybe not Will Smith. But yeah, um, not Will Smith. yeah, like yeah, but like if I mean if you Colin Farrell, that would sure. Yeah, Colin Farrell was there. And Colin Farrell Kimmel came out and moved huh? on Colin Farrell a couple of times during the night. And Colin Farrell can take a joke and it's fine, right? But Malala is not She's not really a celebrity. She's a notable historic figure. And she happened to be there promoting the movie that she helped produce. And it's like. It was just so tasteless. It wasn't even that it was tasteless for me. For me, it was that it was not good television. I, wish, I thought because, it was tasteless. Because she, I was kind of angry about that. Yeah, yeah. I just thought like this is dumb because she clearly she doesn't know what to do in order to make it funny. Because well, she's not a she's a humanitarian. Yes. She's not a comedian. Right, yeah, you know, it's, right. It, yeah, she's not here to perform. Yeah. She's Malala is not part of your little dog and pony show, please. Your, your little bear and pony show. Yeah, yeah, your dog and bear show, or whatever. It was weird, but I, you know, I don't. I had hopes that Cocaine Bear would make it. It's a long way till, so I don't know. What could gonna, it possibly? <laughs> well, I mean. Everything, everywhere, all at once managed to pull to, to stay in the cultural zone. This is not an everywhere. <laughs> no, it's not. And that's kind of the problem. It's not going to have that kind of staying power. But I'm happy that it appeared. I mean, I think it'll get a sequel that won't do as well because people will be like, no, we had our moment. We don't, uh-huh. need, we don't yeah. really need Cocaine Bear 2. Right. You know, but, <laughs> yeah. 
but you know, they'll do one. Like you need to, I, I don't know where you, where else do you go with that? There wasn't a snakes on the plane too, was there? No. Okay. <laughs> but there's been like five Sharknadoes. Yeah. We saw how that went. I enjoy, <laughs> I adore the Sharknado. Oh, okay. I am now officially going to pitch Barricane. Oh, ooh. Ooh, now you bet you, I be able- <laughs> you might be on paper it sounds like a great idea <laughs> i was wrong i was wrong what there, there is are, a snakes on the play too no oh. there are six shark sharknadoes oh now. see you didn't even watch the last one <laughs> no i've never seen the last one i need i've seen the first five i need to actually go see the sixth one i think i watched like five minutes of the last one i watched the last one that you watched. i don't even know which sharknado it was it is from, you know <laughs> Did you get to the point where they started traveling your time? No. Okay. Yeah, you're way early in the series. Oh, okay. Well, you do. You did watch like Days of Our Lives where they have ridiculous storylines like that. I can't deal with that. That's shit. <laughs> so we've resolved nothing. <laughs> I don't know. Just that out of nowhere at the very end. Type of shit all over days of our lives. Because uh, <laughs> so it became like crazy show. Like I didn't watch it. I just like you- know what it was about because he Mav told me and I was how can you watch? I don't like soap operas to begin with. I mean it's no it's Riverdale. Like- <laughs> yeah, well. Riverdale. We see the premiering soon. Archie, Archie did fight a bear. Archie oh, really? did fight a bear in Riverdale. Ooh. Oh, that was yeah. early. That's really early. Archie. Archie. Oh, how did he how did he win uh, against and Archie? He, they they put that anytime he was shirtless, they put that scar on him for at least a season after that. Yeah, I think I mean, yeah, eventually it disappeared. But oh, it's not like four bear claws. No, no, okay. yeah, 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 that's yeah. kind of cool. That would be fought, sexy. Archie fought a bear and and like, but I mean, it didn't go well. But he did he yeah. survive it. He survived. That's called. He, that's, I mean, he, he I think that's fights the bear off. He's like, you uh, know, he's like I mean, this is. See, I have to understand. This was during the days when Riverdale was a grounded show. This was before. Oh, right. Yeah. Before it got crazy, right? He didn't have superpowers yet. Uh, or if he just developed superpowers, he becomes unbreakable. Uh, I don't know how you can watch these shows. There's only one more season. It'll be fine. I got to see how it ends. I mean, because, you know, they did travel their time. There's one season. thing about Mav. He sticks to things. Right. He is faithful. Uh, anyway. Stephanie, thank you for joining us on this yeah, that was fun. on this fine. All right, thanks for having me. Talk about yeah. the cocaine bear. Yeah. I shouldn't have watched it that second time. Don't watch it a second time. Just I should <laughs> let leave no, well enough alone because I I need more money in my. Uh, the, the, go see it a first time for sure. Steph, do you have anything you want to plug? No, not really. Okay. <laughs> what if I do? You're back. You haven't had anything to plug. I'm back. I, yeah, and I still have nothing to plug because I haven't been doing anything other mm-hmm. stuff for yeah I wasn't here for primarily work reasons so yeah I got nothing hey. I, now you're going to feel embarrassed like plugging all your stuff no I mean I plug the same stuff every week oh, um, okay. and most of it and most of it is the show here's where I say and as always you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook all the places always at Chris Maverick you can follow the show all those same places except for Instagram because Instagram sucks and it has banned our Vox Popcast Instagram account. We don't know why, but we oh, can follow cool. yeah, at Vox Popcast on Twitter that. or Facebook and no. you can maybe whine on Instagram and try on to Instagram. get them to, to reinstate us because we really don't know what we did wrong. We just, we disappeared one day 
and we're told that we're locked out and it's, it's really sad and like we don't say anything inflammatory it's just you know the show notes and pictures of our episode artwork so i would really like our instagram account back please pretty please i don't know you can follow the show's blog at www.voxcast.com where we talk about whatever we're talking about next week i'm not sure what it is we need to figure that out we've been like kind of mixing things up and doing different stuff and you can leave us a comment on this or any other show you can suggest topics uh, yeah if you hey you know what do you want us to talk about next week let us know let us know in the comments what you would like to hear us discuss on a future episode if you enjoyed the show and we certainly hope you do then please subscribe to us on itunes or stitcher or spotify or wherever the hell else you get podcasts from and do us a favor leave us a five-star review if you leave us a five-star review not just a rating especially on itunes apple Podcasts. That uses the algorithm and makes us more popular. And you can just say, hey, five stars, cocaine bear. <laughs> yeah, you don't even need to explain it. Best cocaine bear podcast ever. Five stars. Mm. That would be great. I would like to thank Maximilian of Thought for Music for our epic theme song going ever so more epically and playing us out. I'd once again like to thank Stephanie for joining us. I'd like to thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.